0: Welcome to episode one of Momentous Struggle. This is a podcast dedicated to the Atomic Mass Games miniature game, Star Wars Shatterpoint. In today's podcast, I'm going to be introducing myself as well as discussing the first transmission in relation to Star Wars Shatterpoint. So who am I? Well, for starters, my name is Todd and I'm a miniature gamer. I play... Warhammer 40,000, as well as I am active in my local Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, meta. I have been playing Marvel Crisis Protocol since the day it released, and that has primarily been the game that I have been playing for the last few years. Uh, I'm not a person that goes to a lot of the big tournaments. I play in my local tournaments. I play in my local leagues. Uh, I just am a casual player, and I really do enjoy that game. So I will start off by saying yes I am a fan of the product in which Atomic Bass Games has produced to this point so I will say I am something of a fan of the company but that isn't going to stop me from being critical of the decisions that they make if they are in my opinion bad decisions. So let me jump into the first transmission that they have and and that kind of goes in line with the pre-order of the game at this point in time star wars shatterpoint is available for pre-order on their website and through most of your local game stores there are some pros and cons to this for sure one of the things that one of the big cons in my opinion is that we still don't have the full rules now i will be discussing the transmissions that have come out since that other trans the first transmission that has given a peek into different rules and different things along those lines. But we haven't been given the full rules and we haven't seen any demos of this game to this point. Atomic Mass Games has come out and said they will be giving demos at Adepticon, which will be on March 20, 20- which will happen between March 22nd and 26th. So, from usually in about a couple of weeks from the time that this podcast is being recorded. So Atomic Mass Games, like they, I've said before, they have cre- created other games. They do oversee Legion. They do oversee Star Wars X Wing, and they were the company that created and are currently overseeing Marvel Crisis Protocol. So that they have a good history with that game, in my opinion, at least with Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every game isn't going to be perfect. Uh, I think they do a very good job with keeping the game balanced and keeping engaged with their fans. One of the other cons, though, that we're going to look at is the cost for a game that you don't know all of the rules of. And a lot of people are hesitant to spend the money to pre-order a game when they still don't know exactly how this game is going to be played and things along those lines, which is, in my opinion, makes perfect sense. And they are totally entitled to that. But looking at the cost, the core box itself is going to be $165. That said, there is a lot that is coming in that core that you're going to get your dice for the game. You also get the range tools for the game. There are four squads of characters that are going to be in that game, which each squad has, as far as I can tell, four characters each. So that's 16 minis, as well as terrain for the game. So there is a lot of plastic that you're getting for $165. I think it's a good value. And looking at the core box that you got with Marvel Crisis Protocol in relation, that was a very good value too. So I don't see that the value of the core box is going to be there. It's a matter of what the cost is for the people when they don't know everything about the game at this point. So that is $165. There are also two additional terrain packs that will be coming out with the game. Uh, From what I understand, terrain and the interaction with terrain is probably going to be pretty interactive. It's going to be something that you're going to have to take into account when playing the game. And that was very much the case and still is to this day with Marvel Crisis Protocol, where a lot of what you do is you use that terrain to throw at people, hide behind things along those lines. So terrain is very important in Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I'm assuming it's going to be the same going into Star Wars Shatterpoint. Now, those terrain packs are coming in at $75 a piece. There are also going to be two additional squads, um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi squad, as well as the Count Dooku squad. Those are coming in at $50 a piece. There are also going to be uh, extra dice packs, as well as additional range tools that are $15 a piece. If you were going to buy all of that plastic in the one shot, that's $445. That is not an expense that a lot of people are willing to pay Right up front when they don't know all the rules, don't know all of the uh, haven't seen the game played and things along those lines. So I, I can completely understand why some people are shying away from wanting to spend the money and purchase this game right now. That said, I personally am going to be purchasing this game on pre-order. And I, let me tell you why I will, will be doing that. And Again, my, this is my own personal opinion, not something that everyone is going to fall into. And everyone is going to agree with myself personally, being a fan of Marvel crisis protocol and how they have managed to keep that game balanced. I am a fan and they have a good And AMG has a good history in my opinion. So AMG, well, let me give you a couple of examples of what they have done that I think is good for a company to do. They have worked in real time to update characters that needed to be tweaked to make them either less powerful, more powerful, powerful, um, and in that game, characters have their own cards that, that they use to have their stats. Just unlike most miniature games out there, there's a lot of character cards and things along those lines. Well, Atomimax Games, what they did was they made those character cards available for all players to just print right off their website for free so they didn't have to buy anything new. They just had to print it off and use that when they went to play their game. I think that is great for something for the company to do. And it's something that they didn't have to do, but they did. They made that available for free for all of their the, the customers of the, of the game. One other reason for me is I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love the IP of Star Wars. I've watched all the movies. I've watched the cartoons. I, I'm just a fan. So for me, buying into a miniatures game is a no-brainer. I did dabble in X-Wing for quite a while just because, again, it was Star Wars. I love it. I'm going to play it. So there, for me, those two reasons, the history of AMG as well as the IP of Star Wars, I'm in, I'm going to buy it. It's for me, I'm good. But again, not for everybody. You know, some people are already invested in games and they don't want to spend the money on that. That's completely understandable. You, when you're already spending $100 on every couple of months updating your squads and things like that in games... You may not want to immediately jump into a new game that you don't know if it's going to be the right game for you and you don't know how it's played. So it makes perfect sense as far as I'm concerned. Now, as mentioned, there were 16 miniatures that are going to be included in the core box. That's Anakin Skywalker with Rex and two clone troopers. You have Ahsoka Tano with some of the Mandalorians from the Battle of Mandalore. You have... Darth Maul with some of the Mandalorians that he fought in the Battle of Mandalore, as well as Saj Ventress and uh, some droids. So, one thing that Atomic Mass Games did to sweeten the pot is they gave an early release miniature that was available as part of your pre order if you pre ordered. That was an Ahsoka Tano, but a Padawan Ahsoka Tano. So, it's a second Ahsoka miniature, but from a different point in time in Star Wars lore where the first Ahsoka Tano was from after she had left the Jedi Order and this one is when she was more along the lines of being a Padawan for Anakin Skywalker the miniature will become available within the first year of the game's release to buy normally this is just an early access to that which an Overall, isn't a fantastic idea to give one of the most beloved characters a second copy of one of the most beloved characters, for that matter, to the fans that have decided to purchase this game. But I do, from what I have found out, it sounds like I do believe that Atomic Mass may have dropped the ball on this one. I was at my local game store playing Marvel Crisis Protocol this past weekend, and I happened to be talking to the store owner of, the, of my LGS, and we were discussing the uh, pre-orders for the game. And he had mentioned that he had 16 to 18 people that had pre-ordered the game already. And he had talked to his representative that was involved in the early release promo, so to call it, um, that was going to provide him with that that promo. And he was told he was only going to receive six copies of that promo. So even though he had all of these pre-orders... He is still not going to be able to give all the people that pre-ordered this game that promo. Now, again, I think it's a great thing that people can get this this model that a lot of people are probably going to love a lot. But they really dropped the ball on this one. And I, I like I said, I do love Atomic Mass Games, and I do love what they did with Marvel Crisis Protocol. But I really think that they might have dropped the ball on this one when they made such a big deal about this new model that you can get if you pre-order but not everybody's going to be able to get it. So it does sound like that's going to be kind of a, a bummer for some people if they have not already pre-ordered or they were on the fence about pre-ordering and then decided too late to, to go in there and get their pre-order in. The last thing I kind of wanted to jump into for today's podcast was the second transmission that they had released in regards to this game. And it was more along the lines of a why we made this game podcast, or uh, sorry, transmission, where the creators of the game had sat down and given their feedback on why they decided to make this game, and looking at the reasoning, it made a lot of sense. As far as Star Wars games that are currently on the market, they have a large-scale air battle with Armada. They have a skirmish-level air battle game with X-wing, and they have a large-scale battle game with Legion. The only thing that was missing was a large, or sorry, a small size. Small-scale skirmish game, which is what Star Wars Shatterpoint is going to be. So I won't go into all the details that were in that article itself, but I do want to touch on a couple of things. It is an an interesting read if you do want to take the time to read it. I will put the link to this and the Ahsoka Tano uh, transmission in the show notes if you do want to take the time to read it yourself. It is interesting to take a look at wh- where they their train of thought was how they went through the process of creating this game uh, they did well the biggest thing that they wanted to convey in, in creating this game was that small scale of that an individual character and, and fighting and and going through the battle and and what they had to go through so th- they introduced a couple of different mechanics uh, at least talked about them they didn't really give a lot of detail but they hinted at a couple of mechanics that will be coming up um, which is the struggle meaning that there is going and that's how they balance who wins and who loses but they didn't give a lot of details And in future podcasts we will be discussing that and going over what they talked about another item that they did also bring up was something called a combat stance again they didn't go into detail about it but the assumption at the time that they put this out was that had something to do with how the characters fought, what they did in order to uh, take their different actions throughout the game. Because like with any miniatures game, there's different actions that are going to be able to be taken, such as a movement action, an attack action. So I'm assuming that that combat stance is going to have something to do with the different actions that each individual character can take. So it sounds like... Each individual character is going to have their own different actions that they can take. And they do go into another item that they call the combat tree. So again, it sounds like there's going to be different paths of combat that each individual character can take. We don't know what those paths look like at this point in time. There's probably going to be more detail, especially after Adepticon of what those different paths are going to look like and what those different cards are going to look like and how all of this is going to come together but as of now that's that's what they've provided us so uh, again like i said i'm very excited about this game i'm excited to see what comes from it i am going to be playing the game i know there are many people that are in the marvel crisis protocol community that are excited for this game to come out um so we're we're looking forward to it again i want to say thank you for listening Uh, If you want to, I will also be linking my um, Facebook and Instagram uh, accounts in there. Give us a follow and uh, leave some comments to continue the discussion uh, in regards to this. Thank you.